The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Great crowds were traveling with Jesus, and he turned and addressed them. If anyone comes to me without hating his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not carry his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Which of you wishing to construct a tower does not first sit down and calculate the cost to see if there is enough for its completion. Otherwise, after laying the foundation and finding himself unable to finish the work, the onlookers should laugh at him and say, this one began to build but did not have the resources to finish. Or what king, marching into battle, would not first sit down and decide whether with 10,000 troops he can successfully oppose another king advancing upon him with 20,000 troops. But if not, while he is still far away, he will send a delegation to ask for peace terms. In the same way, any one of you who does not renounce all his possessions cannot be my disciple. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to the Lord Jesus Christ. So just to set the record straight, Jesus doesn't expect us to hate anybody, certainly not our parents or our relatives. But it is an idiomatic expression that was popular at the time, not to hate, but to love less. So basically what Jesus is saying is that I am deserving of the greatest love. So it was shocking for sure. But great crowds were traveling with Jesus. That stood out to me because this is from Luke chapter 14. So it's about halfway through his public ministry. So he's already got a following. He's been performing miracles. He's been feeding and healing people. He's been speaking with authority. And people commented on that, if you recall, in other places in the gospel. Jesus shocked people by the authority with which he spoke. And so now he's got this great crowd of people around him, and he makes this more demanding kind of statement, this shocking statement, that I am more deserving, so to speak, of your love and devotion than even your parents or your family members. And you have to pick up your cross and follow me, and you have to renounce your possessions Basically, he's saying that his plan for our lives is paramount, takes priority, that he deserves this kind of respect, this kind of trust. You know, I often point over here to this image of divine mercy that we have and the motto, Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus wanted that there. He instructed St. Faustina to put that there. So that begs the question, is God really that trustworthy? Do I believe that God is that trustworthy? Am I willing to put my money where my mouth is, so to speak? 
Am I willing to leave behind certain things to follow the Lord? And of course, you're not all going to be called to a life of poverty, chastity, and obedience, like Father Jason. But nevertheless, God necessarily asks of us certain sacrifices for the greater good, for the greater good, for the common good. And that's something that he himself modeled for us in an excellent way. God himself, as Paul writes to the Philippians, did not count equality with God something to be grasped, but he emptied himself. He made himself poor to enrich us. Almighty God became a slave for us. As he said of himself, I did not come to be served, but to serve and to give my life as a ransom for many. Jesus gives us a great example. Jesus shows us how committed he is to us. That's something that has really touched my heart lately, just reflecting on how committed God is to you and to me. God wanted to be your father. Jesus, the son of God, wanted to be your brother, your savior, your redeemer. The Holy Spirit wanted to be the sweet guest of your soul. He wants to be your best friend. So this is God. This is God wanting, choosing to commit himself to you and to me out of love for us, for our good. Lord, I believe that. Please increase my faith. But God wants you to know today, too, that he really likes you. That's funny to say that, isn't it? But I think it's worth reflecting on as well. God really likes you. He likes who you are just for who you are. And that's another reason why he recommits himself to you every day. And every Sunday when we gather to celebrate Mass, to celebrate the Eucharist, we are remembering, hopefully, how committed God is to you and to me. We remember how God himself chose not just to create us, but to redeem us, not to leave us to our own devices, not to write us off, not to forget about us. So God still shows how interested he is in our lives. He's paying attention to everything that's going on in your life. He cares about it. And then it's as if when he had nothing left to give us, when he was hanging on the cross, 
He turns to his mother and he says, Woman, behold your son. Speaking in reference to John, who was really standing in place for all of us. And then he turns to John and he says, Behold your mother. And he says, to, he says that to all of us here today with his mother in a very prominent place, surrounded by these beautiful flowers, crowned with gold. Behold your mother. So he even gave to us his mother. So we now have this queen mother in heaven who herself committed herself to be your mother, to be your lady. Well, she committed to be my lady anyway, right? As a priest, there's something even more mystical about that. John was also a priest, right? He had just been ordained a priest the night before. So God was even entrusting Mary to John as the woman of his life. But for all of us, he was giving her to us as our mother. And so Mary, too, had to give her consent in that moment. She had given her consent at the Annunciation to be the mother of God. <clears throat> but now Jesus was affirming her in her new role as mother of the church. Our mother. And in a silent way, that's not recorded, she gave her consent. I'm sure it was just a look. That's all it took. Woman, behold your son. Yes. Yes. I commit myself to being not only John's mother, but the mother of the church. And although she didn't have birth pangs, in Bethlehem, she didn't suffer any kind of pain when she gave birth to Jesus because she didn't have original sin and birth pangs are one of the consequences of original sin. It was at the foot of the cross giving birth to you and to me that she experienced a sword piercing her heart and causing her great suffering. I don't know if you've ever thought about that. Mary gave birth to you. Yes, we all have a biological mother who gave birth to us, and God bless our mothers, right? But when you talk about giving birth to eternal life, giving birth to salvation, Mary is the mother of our salvation. And she suffered greatly on your behalf. And on my behalf. And today we celebrate her birthday. Rightly so. There's only three birthdays in the liturgical calendar. Jesus, Mary, and? Very good. John the Baptist. So, it's fitting. It is right and just that we give thanks to God for the gift of his mother. 
And some of you have heard me relate to this little story, but I, I close with this. When I visited this woman several years ago as a seminarian to thank her for supporting our seminarians financially and with her prayers, she had this little phrase that she taught me. She said, I'd like to crown Mary the queen of everything I do. When I go out into the garden, I crown Mary the queen of my gardening. When I run an errand, I crown Mary the queen of my errand. I'm a real estate agent. Whenever I have a closing, I crown Mary the queen of my closing. And I never forgot that. What a simple, beautiful way of entrusting yourself and everything you do to the hands and the heart of our Heavenly Mother. Do you think she's going to ignore that? Do you think that she's going to let you down? No way. So today, let us crown Mary, the queen of our lives. Let's crown her the queen of this day, her day. But crown her the queen of your life and the queen of your family. And watch what happens. Watch how your heart opens up more and more to the love of God, to the goodness of God, to the grace of God, the mercy of God. And trust to her your cares and know that she will not disappoint you because she is your mother who loves you with an everlasting love. Amen.